Hey viewers, we got the clap. One, two, three. So what did you guys think of Top Funny Comedian the movie this week? Oh, I was going to do an intro. You just did an intro, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um. Wow, wow, wee, wow. <laughs> okay. Borat voice, my wife. <laughs> uh, top Funny Comedian the movie. I have... I, I, I did not take any notes, but I had uh, a thought while watching it. Which uh, one thought? <laughs> one th- literally one singular thought occurred to me throughout the entire viewing, and uh, if you've read my review on Letterboxd of it this week, it's uh, that this is the Waluigi of cinema, and <laughs> if I could just explain that re- really quickly and very succinctly. Uh, I'd almost rather you didn't. I like that as a concept <laughs> on its own that someone else could figure out. <laughs> you put your own meaning to. <laughs> I, I do have some some slight logic to it, which <laughs> is on. so basically, Waluigi only exists as like the inverse of a replica. Like he's basically a reflection of nothing, in that. <laughs> <laughs> Wario is like you know a reflection. He's like anti Mario. Yeah, he's like wow ne- in Japan literally means like bad. Yeah, he's negative Mario. Um, and obviously Mario's, uh, I suppose, side bitch or, you know, <laughs> his uh, in quotations brother, brother <laughs> is Luigi. So Luigi is also kind of like, uh, you know, a ballast, if you will, a ballast to Mario. But Waluigi... Luigi doesn't even have his own second name. Yeah. Mario, Mario, Luigi, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically the only way Waluigi can exist, if he is like, I suppose, the ballast to n- the negative of real life... And that's just what this movie feels like. It doesn't explore anything. It doesn't even begin to explore. It's just literal <laughs> null. It's null. It is negative null. It's that's that's all I've got in Top Funny Comedian. Also, I watched it two times speed this week, so I could fit it into one bus journey. <laughs> <Fuck's sake. laughs> uh. Uh, I watched it at normal speed. I'm afraid to say, uh, it was, it was. Pop your cherry of watching it at 19 times speed. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I, I, fuck, I, I watched it. Started watching it about midnight, and then uh, started talking to a lovely young lady, and we ended up calling and playing Stardew Valley together until five in the morning, uh, and then I had to finish it. Oh God! Uh, and then you and then you said, "Oh, hey, babe! Before you go, uh, would you mind watching the rest of this uh, foreign movie with me?" And she said, "Wow, foreign movie! Wow!" Um, anyway, so then so... you both got on a Discord chat and you watched the rest of Top Funny Comedian. <laughs> so I had now to she, watch the rest. And of then it she hasn't texted you back since. Morning is what I'm getting at, uh, and my notes are slightly odd. Uh, before I get into how I watched the movie, I'm just going to point out that my, uh, some of my notes. Uh, there's one that's I'm so tired, but tired is spelled T-I-R-E-E-D. Uh, and that's been Ty-reed. crossed out for some reason. Uh, <laughs> the next is very large handwriting. It takes up two rows. It is crazy, but that is spelled C-R-A-Y-Y-Y-Z-E-E-E. <laughs> And then my very last note is just the word no. Uh, <laughs> next to it is I'm a pretty picture. sure that's been a common note. Next for you to it is a week. picture of a man holding a spoon, and he is just saying the word spoon with several zeros. Is that a Don? Is that a Don Hertzfeld? I think reference? it might be a Don Hertzfeld thing because I've been watching a lot of his stuff lately. But anyway, I should probably get into how I watch this. Uh, 
I listened back to the Zardoz episode last night. Oh, God. Uh, and uh. it was fucking weird hearing us get, like, so, like, even that enthusiastic about this movie, where fucking, like, I mentioned that in that episode I watched it synced up to Dark Side of the Moon, and I don't remember doing that. I don't that, remember you doing that. But that was so... I don't that, remember that either. That seems so long And I listened ago, to the Zardoz when, episode recently. <laughs> when, I, when I mentioned it in the Zardoz episode, I was like, fuck, I did do that, didn't I? Because that was the episode <laughs> where I made the comparison that it's got worse pacing than Paul Blart Mall Cup 2. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. And, it, and I was like, man, that's really fucking weird, because this week I had the flash of inspiration to watch it synced up to Pink Floyd's The Wall. Uh... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and guess what? It still sucks. Oh no. Look, I'll uh, I'll get I'll just re- power through my notes. First note, uh during rehearsal in the flesh is playing obviously. So you so you thought you might like to go to the show, you know, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My next note, nothing to do with the album. Ooh. It's just David Cross makes me David fucking furious. Uh, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Dad has flown across the ocean. Uh, that lyric plays uh Never Breaking the Wall Part 1 as we see the plane ticket. Uh then like <laughs> fucking nothing until in the flesh starts playing and it plays during the uh, the scene where they victimize two trans women uh, oh boy. and uh, cool. you know you, I mean anyone that's listened to the album will know that by that point the character has kind of like mentally become quite unhinged and that song is basically him just going on a neo-nazi rant just like any queers in the audience get him against the wall I'll shoot all of you and uh, so I thought that kind of fit for a scene where they're victimizing the LGBTQ community. And yeah. uh, the last yeah, note cool. is uh, during uh, Waiting for the Worms, there's a, a, a line where they say, you know, we'll smash in their windows and kick in their doors, which is happening while two women are having a fucking kickboxing fight. Uh, <laughs> and that's everything. Speaking of victimizing trans women, we all watched Glenn or Glenda this week. Wait, I had a note. Okay. Go on. Um, replace David Cross with Kid Rock. <laughs> oh, that is that much your review? <laughs> yeah, I watched it and I thought Kid Rock would kill that <laughs> role. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I could see it. <laughs> I'd like to hear your guys' notes on what you thought my review meant. <laughs> I, I honestly, I just took it at face value. I was like, yeah, Kid Rock. I all right, I had two thoughts initially. My first thought was, alright, as she said, this is just fucking, like, random thing in the review that has nothing to do with her actual thoughts, whatever. And then my immediate second thought <laughs> I've was... I've never hey, done that before. <laughs> my immediate second thought was, hey, I remember there was, like, a weird, like, parody song that was, like, uh, kids' songs covered by, like, adult rock groups. And it was called Kids Rock. <laughs> And I used to watch that oh, on YouTube god. when I was younger. <laughs> oh my god. That's, that's a throwback. <laughs> Fucking blast from the past. <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, we watched um, the the first ever movie to um, show a full unsimulated gender reassignment surgery. Um, what did you guys think? Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Wait, really? Fuck. That that gender reassignment surgery is not actors. That is a real gender assignment surgery. Is that the one that? Sorry for those listening. Gl- where the assistant is just handing endless amounts of scissors to the doctor, <laughs> <laughs> just nonstop. I mean, giving look, I don't scissors. know much about gender reassignment surgery, and I, I'm a, I'm not gonna make any of the jokes that are going through my head because they're gonna get someone pissed at me. Want one? So, me maybe. But uh. <laughs> Um, no, but, but I'm joking, of course. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, this is just random people Ed Wood found on the street and said, hey, want to silently hand people scissors on screen for like 10 minutes? So um, no, we watched Glenn or Glenda. Surrealist filmmaker David Lynch called Glenn or Glenda one of his favourite films. That doesn't surprise did. me. Fucking, and used the like, howling it's... wind sound effect in Eraserhead. Oh, shit. That's a uh, courtesy of IMDb trivia. Um, Glenn or Glenda is a movie made by Edward D. Wood Jr. 
um, who was a no-budget uh, filmmaker was in the 1950s. Um, well, let's not say that. I mean, he did know how to assemble a crew of people to shoot something that would be seen. People he definitely was a talentless hack that. who was good at improvising. Like he could, you know, he could spin you a good yarn. He was fast on his feet, but he wasn't very good. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, I don't know. I don't think this film is like bad per se. It usually gets what it, all his films have the repu- repu- uh, reputation of being the the worst of all time, mm. especially uh, plan or. Uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space usually gets that title, yeah. but um, all his movies usually kind of get the that label. Yeah, I've only seen three of his films. He so. was posthumously awarded the Golden Turkey, I believe, which is uh, <laughs> yeah, an award yeah. for bad filmmaking. I've had to his film his that shit. <laughs> his uh, his he basically specialized in like kind of gothic horror and like sci-fi. But uh, when he realized that wasn't doing that for him, he moved on to just straight up porn, which uh, I respect. You know, um, cut, yeah, I mean, not cut your losses, but find a new niche. Hmm. Yeah, or, or I mean, just you know, expand your skill set. Yeah, and he did with Orgy of the Dead, which is very boring. Well, he only wrote that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Glenna Glenda is a movie that talks about. Uh, well, as the movie would call it, transvestitism. Yeah. Um, oh, which is God. a bit of an outdated term nowadays. <laughs> well, yeah. I, was, um, I was under the impression that, you know, transvestitism is just, you know, cis people that like wearing the opposite gender's clothing. Yeah, but the term now can be seen as quite offensive. Yeah, I think... Yeah. I, think uh, I did cr- not know that. Well, there you go. Mm, I think cross-dressing is the more kind of PC term for that. Why don't we instance. just why don't we just call it dressing and just like get just There's, get over it. You know, I yeah, would this does all imply the clothes are gendered, which is very silly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just I would totally agree. skirt as someone who can rock a fucking skirt, like get over it, fellas. <laughs> it is so um, silly. <laughs> but Ed D. Edward D. Wood Jr. was a uh, cross-dresser himself. He loved wearing uh, women's clothes, so he decided to make a movie based on his experience, um, but simultaneously is saying that his experience is a universal one, which, I mean, I guess, I mean, it's not an, a not universal one, but as in every person that's wanted to change their gender came from the exact same idea of a gender as he did which is i like to wear women's underwear um which i mean <laughs> is that the best way to go about it i don't know but in the <laughs> 50s this is pretty fucking revolutionary this is pretty yeah, sick for 1953 uh, oh, even... the fact that this is even like slightly like the fact that this was even made <laughs> the fact that this is even slightly like sympathetic is like frankly quite amazing but yeah. like you know, yeah. it's still outdated. It's still uncomfortable in parts. But like, given when this was made, like, fair play to him. For sure, I no, think. Yeah. Um, I actually. Sorry. Go oh, it's, uh, I think one of the kind of biggest ringers of uh, like sympathy that really caught me off guard is quite early on in the movie. It's a uh, that shot of the newspaper which says, uh, "Was well, it so and so changed their sex?" whatever it's you know it's about there there was a, a the film's based on a real life uh gender reassignment surgery that happened yeah. in the 50s uh mm-hmm. and i think the narrator says um why do we find this headline so shocking as just, like very frankly he's like well like what like what's shocking about this and i just would not expect that kind of frankness from a movie like from from the early 50s where you know this was all very mm. hush hush very taboo a very, yeah. like a very uncomfortable thing to talk about so i mean it's something that people would not talk about or at least if they were talking about it it would be quite outwardly hateful uh it just mm. it caught me off guard the kind of like just the so what of the narrator just being like like why do we find this shocking like what's mm, and then that? there's also like um like along with that it's interesting how like you'd kind of think from the style of the film be all kind of gothic horror and having like a uh, a narrator who will will get to in a bit 
Um, you'd think the film is almost being like, uh, ooh, people uh, change their sex. Isn't that scary? <laughs> but the real, like, it is a bit of a terrifying movie in some sense, but the horror doesn't come from the fact that these people exist. The horror comes from how horrible it is that they have to, like, keep it secret yeah. and be ashamed of it. And the horror that, like you know they could be arrested for this and like the start the film like this isn't really a spoiler not that i don't think anyone's going to watch this off our recommendation but, I mean, the, the um film the film is, literally the starts film with a suicide the domain if anyone wants to watch it like you can legally just find it on youtube i watched it on youtube it's, yeah. it's only like an hour um, and 10 minutes so like you know like the film starts with a, a suicide of a, tra- of a trans woman who mm. said like she was just completely sick of getting arrested for wearing women's clothes and she decided to kill herself so that she could lay in her women's clothes forever yeah um which is like it, like mental that that's in this movie yeah like that's that is another like heartbreaking so so heartbreaking but as well so surprising that i suppose that it's in the movie at all and it's kind of implied that they're I suppose gonna respect her wishes to be buried Ooh. that way like it's never kind of um pushed back against I guess which I was like Jesus wow okay like 1950s folk respecting fucking trans bodies post-mortem that caught me off guard now. for a film from the fucking early 50s like that's, that's, totally. that's even a now. thing that's totally in like uh like public discourse in the i suppose death business if you will i mean i think robin we were mm. we were even talking about this with zoe quite recently there's um a great youtuber called caitlin doty uh aka oh, yeah, ask yeah. a mortician and she does a lot of work in the states for like protecting trans bodies post-mortem so it's just mm. weird to see that like it just, i mean it uh i was like i'm happy it's in there it was just very surprising yeah, very upsetting. But also at the same time, I guess it is interest. It is important to note that this is from the viewpoint and opinion of one or maybe a couple of people. Yeah. And obviously, the general viewpoint of this was not common. Hence, why this film did, like, obviously did terribly, and nobody saw it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, what else was I? I had something else to say there. Ah, oh, no. But um, yeah. Surprising. I didn't actually find this film's morals bad until kind of maybe near the end. Mm. But I have a few notes on things that I thought were extremely progressive that you would not even see in like trans media now, which I thought was very interesting. Um, but before I get into them later, does anyone else have any any general thoughts? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, basically, just yeah. I, it, it's, I'm just kind of reiterating myself but like it's it like i say very progressive for the time obviously still kind of outdated and uncomfortable but you i guess you kind of gotta forgive that to some extent you know uh especially because ed didn't understand this either yeah <laughs> like, like yeah. he's just like oh i like to dress like a woman like and that say, was it that was like his experience. i said in my letterboxd review any like most of the criticisms i could level against it on that level are like more out of ignorance than out of malice for uh, sure mm. so i think but, it's yeah it's got its heart in the right place Absolutely. as a whole and... but it is just quite misguided which very much lets it down <laughs> but um but, yeah. Yeah. aside from that i also think that it's 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 a weird film to rate on a level like when once you put aside like how morally you agree with it like it's just such a weirdly structured film like <laughs> it's just really so. boring. Like <laughs> I didn't, I didn't find it can, all that boring, to be honest. But like I felt the hour and ten minutes felt like two hours. Like there's just so many scenes that just you you have to, you constantly get the exact same shots over and over and over. That just not oh, even the like the same footage. shot, but like literally <laughs> like the stock yeah, footage like for one. But then also with that weird like. Footage in the film. <laughs> but then also that weird like strip scene that's in the movie and that, you keep cutting the, the back producer, to Bella Lugosi's uh, oh. also Bella Lugosi is in this yeah. um, <laughs> the fucking the but whole you keep cutting back to his scene, face which I gather the nightmare scene was more or less a lot of that like the striptease stuff and the bondage stuff is like put in there at the insistence of the producer yeah but like mm. the whole nightmare scene is kind of avant-garde and surreal and I kind of love it <laughs> Like there's like, part. It's avant-garde and surreal, but I think it's very boring. Like and there's Bella yeah, Lugosi as well. Fucking Bella Lugosi is like he's so unnecessary to the film <laughs> and does nothing <laughs> but confuse things. 
But yeah, God I damn actually it, I like, love his no, performance so much. I I I quite liked him. Sorry, as well. I was just gonna say I I actually quite enjoyed Bella Lugosi stuff as as campy and silly as it is, and the fact that he was, from what I've read, very much on a lot of drugs the whole time oh, they yeah. were filming. Pull the oh, strings. Yeah, Pull the strings. <laughs> be there. Be there. Be there. Be there. <laughs> like, but I don't know. I kind of like. Uh, again, it. I feel some of his um, monologue at the start of the film kind of adds to the strangely progressive morals of mm. of the movie, and that like he's kind of like. I don't know if you guys interpret it as this. I interpreted him as like some sort of. Like um, I mean, he's credited as "quote unquote" the scientist, yeah, but I interpreted but him I, as like some yeah, sort I've of. Read, uh, I've read like, some of Edward's biography, and it says there that he's basically a, a direct quote from Ed is that he's basically like a puppet master god type figure, yeah, controlling the fate of everyone. That's exactly what I thought. Like, like at the start, when he's like playing with the fucking, uh, like chemical vials and shit, like I took that to be like. I know, like the creation of life, and then he's like, I know he kind of spins some shit. About, they do like, say that, don't they? They say like, oh, a new life is born, yeah. or and then they say, and just as a life is born, a life is taken away, and then we see the suicide. Can we talk about how weirdly structured it is that it the, the film has like a frame device within a frame device. <laughs> the film is Holland. The film has three acts, right? The first act is literally an after-school PSA. Um, the second is a weird nightmare silent film, and the last act is like just an actual like traditionally acted movie. It's so <laughs> it's like it's so like three strange. different movies. The first act is literally a PSA. It has like three different narrators that all just take turns. Um, and like it literally it feels like um. I don't know, you know, in, in, sorry, I know I relate everything to Scooby-Doo, but you know in Scooby-Doo, um, when they're, what, when they stumble into the castle and they see the, like, teenage, like, brain reassignment videos, um, where it's like, you know, two people bump into each other and they start fighting and like, no, 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 let's see how this should be handled the right way. Yeah. Like, that's how this feels, where it's like, um, meet this person and, like, see how they, and you see, like, a clip of their day and the narrator comes back in and explains more and says, like, what they'll be doing later. Like, it feels like a, a complete PSA, which is very not how I expected the movie to be at all. Yeah. <laughs> also, do you guys notice the gender, like, the pronouns change all the time? Yeah. yeah. Even, like, what I did, what I did appreciate, obviously, was just an older way of looking at gender is that, like, you weren't really a woman until you got the surgeries, which, I mean, makes sense like, for that way of thinking, I suppose, yeah. in that time. Yeah. But every now and again, even while they were still fully male, um, as far as the film would tell you, um, they still sometimes drop in a she every now and again, which yeah. I found very almost amusing. Yeah. But like every now, you film, never knew what pronoun you'd get at the end of the film. Even after, <laughs> even after Anne has gone through her gender reassignment surgery, you can still sometimes, you know, the narrator's like Alan is adjusting well to being a woman. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all which again, you kind of, I guess, you kind of gotta make some excuses for a film this progressive. But like, yeah, it's a bit uncomfortable. It is a bit. I mean, I yeah. to be honest, I actually don't really find it uncomfortable. I think like naturally, as far we go into the future, things are just gonna you know, language is just gonna become hey, more listen, and more like. Let us cis white males be uncomfortable for you, okay? <laughs> okay, my dudes. <laughs> this, sorry, that just reminded me. For some reason, it popped into my head earlier. Uh, a few episodes ago uh, there was some joke about Butch like mansplaining women to Robin <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. it popped into my head at work and I started laughing at the tills and I had to <laughs> sorry just wanted to drop that in there <laughs> a nice little easter egg there for our listeners a bit of lore <laughs> oh yeah guys did you hear uh, as of literally today it's been announced that Biden won Oh yeah. Who cares? That's been going on for weeks now. It I don't fucking care. has. <laughs> but uh, this is who would have thought? This who... is just so that our audience listening in the future to our fucking 2020 diary just just knows roughly <laughs> where we are. Oh yeah. It's isn't it crazy how the man who was winning for the la- all through the election and who was a projected winner since the very start won 
crazy. No one saw that coming. Anyway, anyway uh, back to <laughs> Glenn or Glenda. Uh, um, yeah, I as I was saying, I didn't. I don't actually think this film is too. Um, I don't know, uncomfortable or or backwards. I mean, it's backwards because obviously when it was made. But I mean, like you'll get that with with everything. I think it's it, the ideas it's it's spewing out. I think are almost progressive even by today's standards. I mean, mm-hmm. if you shoved half the dialogue in this into any like cis media that features a trans person then like it'd be see it'd be lauded as being really progressive and like wow you put that in there that's great that's really well done to you you know um so i don't know like i again i have a few notes here on things that i picked up on or that i noticed in it that i thought were like insane i thought it was like really sick um, sorry, I'm trying to open my phone to... I don't know if you can hear my vibrating. I'm trying to I open my phone, but my phone doesn't Because uh, you haven't got your letterboxed review up yet. Uh, what would you give this uh, on your five-star scale? Um, I'm between a two and a three. I, I'm kind of at a three because I like a lot of what it brings to the table. And I think it's not only is it extremely progressive for the time, but I think it's progressive full stop to even, like, yeah. I don't know, that's with some of, of the ideas that comes in. That's kind of where I'm at. I've got it rated at a six out of ten. And I was kind of scared. Mm. I'd seen this film twice before. And both times I was kind of... The first time I was really bored. But I was, like, ten and probably didn't, like, understand any of it. Then I saw it again... <laughs> I want to say a year or two ago and I was like this is extremely progressive but still kind of terrible and then this time mm. round I was like this is like a bit uncomfortable but very progressive and like really sympathetic and also I kind of love some of the avant-garde shit even if it is kind of terribly made Jack being uh, I guess someone who just hates everyone uh, has only got it at a, a <laughs> four out of ten. Yeah. Well, no, I said I'm I'm going between a two and a three, but I probably will give it a two just because, as progressive <laughs> as it is, even if this was the most prescient, like um, futuristic movie in in uh, its treatment of trans people and everything was pitch perfect, it's still boring <laughs> and I will never watch it again so I don't know I am a bit like I appreciate this film for a lot of reasons but damn was I pulling my hair out at some stages I mean to be fair I would um, rather watch Ed Wood like five times than watch this once yeah I mean Ed Wood is just a obviously well obviously it's a better anyone does know Ed Wood it's Tim Burton's uh, biopic of uh, Ed Wood when Tim Burton could still make films um, it's my favourite Tim Burton film by far it's ah, no same with me but uh, Mars Attacks also gets a, a nice a, a nice second place because how <laughs> stupid that movie is also Mars Attacks Mars Attacks is uh, Mars Attacks Mars Attacks is um, <laughs> quite he made that straight after Ed Wood and it, it actually it means a lot in the Ed Wood canon considering it was literally he said to himself it was him trying to make an Ed Wood movie he was just so obsessed with Ed Wood after making <laughs> Ed Wood that he wanted to make an Ed Wood movie Did you know so Mars was supposed to be there was a, completely there practical. Was a movie based on one of Ed Wood's scripts starring Billy Zane that was made after uh, Ed Wood died really? oh I- Yep, it was. It's got one of the one of my favorite movie titles of all time. It's called the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> it's got one of my favorite movie titles of all time. It is called "I Woke Up Early the Day I Died." I've heard of that. I didn't know that was an Edward script. That's fucking. <laughs> it's also got cross dressing in it, as I recall. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen it, uh, but. It's it's it sounds kind of interesting. It's it's meant to be completely dialogue free, and it's got Billy Zane cross dressing as a nurse, and a, I think going on a homicidal rampage. So you know, sounds Sweet. sounds sounds neat. Rock and roll. Hmm. Anyway, Glenn or Glenn. Um, keep getting off topic. <laughs> um. All right. So one of the um one of the main things that I thought was like insane about this movie is when the two. Um, I'm going to call them guys because the film frames them as guys, I suppose. Um, and it's a surprise what happens later. But um, they're talking about the gender reassignment surgery that was happening that was in the papers. And they're both obviously saying, like, wow, this is crazy. Wow. And uh, one of the guys is kind of saying that, like, why should this be... Um, 
why is this surprising and like isn't this really good that you know there's getting more attention stuff and the other guy is kind of hesitant he's not really outwardly saying like it's bad or it's weird but he's obviously uncomfortable by it mm. um so the other guy is saying that it should become like more normalized and stuff and then the other guy replies with and i have a, the quote written down um do you realize what would happen if every man in the country who wanted to wear women's clothes or felt like a woman went to their doctors and wanted a sex change so to me that implies that pretty much every man would do it um doesn't that sound like that yeah it does a little which i think is a really interesting thing to put in because one of my like i don't know one of my biggest beliefs about gender is that like it just totally doesn't exist and nobody is cis um so with this it's kind of almost confirming that of just like (laughs) this is a desire of pretty much well it's i think it's interesting in the fact that it's just such a universal want to be free of gender and it's like yeah. a universal like well, yeah. if e- even if, if everybody the, really even that if you're on and the as a side. man as a man i can mm. i can i think i'm firmly able to state that women are better than us uh come at me twitter <laughs> <laughs> but i just think it's really is a really interesting line to put in there because it's it's pretty much like even just a very like seemingly cis person who seems sort of anti uh, like the sex change surgery or whatever is saying that if that was more normal and accepted everyone would do it yeah. and almost saying like there'd be no men left <laughs> uh, I might be reading into this way too much that might have just been a throwaway line but to me that pretty much just kind of says almost like no this is something that everybody kind of wants it, the only reason people like the only difference between the people that get it and the people that don't are the people that are actually like being kind of like true and honest with themselves yeah. and kind of care less about the societal impact I, more so than they do their own happiness I think that's a really interesting read of that that I hadn't actually thought of because like when I heard that line I really did just roll my eyes because just like I suppose um it's such a fucking common argument in like other issues as well like uh, one that comes to mind and one that did come to mind especially kind of being from a very very like quite religious area like uh like the place like the part of Dublin that I grew up in was quite catholic like and a lot of my family would be very very catholic and so around a few any of our irish listeners will notice but for anyone that is not in ireland a few years back or however i can't remember exactly how many years ago there was a referendum for the legalization of abortion in the republic of ireland and one of the main arguments from what was called the pro-life side people who are opposed to abortion was well if abortion is legal everyone will just get abortions all the time and it's just such a stupid fucking argument it is such a if you can actually yeah if you can use that argument then it proves that what you're arguing against is like right because like if if your (laughs) argument is oh well if this is legal then people who uh want it will get it it's like well yeah, yeah. that's the point like, that's, the fucking <laughs> that's point. the point that's why it's being legal yeah, what's like, the point of making something illegal that uh, everyone wants i heard a story just uh, on the, on the friend zone with tim and guy uh, actually uh shout out to them please read out our email someday guys uh, <laughs> they uh they they told a story because there's a big like marijuana referendum referendum going on in uh in, in new zealand at the moment apparently and yeah uh, i think it's i think it didn't go through well that's last shitty check. but uh <laughs> anyway uh they they were talking about a story about i think some american guy who uh like a cop who uh stopped a kid from buying uh some alcohol and the kid walked off and he was like that kid could just go to any street corner and like, I stopped him from buying alcohol, but he could just go to any street corner and buy, like, fucking meth off a drug dealer. And if, like, it mm. was all legalized, then, mm. you know, that it, it would be just like alcohol. We'd be able to stop them getting it. And from then on, he became, like, a massive pro-legalization uh, guy. And, Hell yeah. Like, Legalization's yeah. the way to go for, like, narcotic substances, I, I would strongly right. believe. Same for sex work i think you know if it could be made safe and like you know positive laws that protect people working in those areas and protect people consuming illicit substances 
Damn right. I forgot how I started my sentence, but basically, yes, legalization, I, I am a yes. <laughs> Legalize everything. Everything should be on the table at all times. <laughs> Advocate first-degree murder. Condone cannibalism. Kill everyone now. <laughs> I am God. <laughs> Take what you like. How's <laughs> uh, um, this for a sandwich yeah. bread? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I did think... <clears throat> Sorry. I did think that was a really interesting point on just like this is like I know obviously the whole film like we've all said it individually as well that this whole film is basically just coming from Edward's pr- very particular understanding of gender and mm. like the change of gender which near the end of the movie gets kind of problematic and I think comes out of absolutely nowhere I, I think know. the whole film is actually pr- fine up to that point so if anyone wants cr- to it, go into it like and... that honestly that dropped a whole half star off my rating for me if not a full star just the fucking doctor's office at the end would it just... make you guys feel better if I told you that that again was put in at the insistence of the producer oh I imagine half the anything that I don't agree with is put in the insistence of the producer <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm fully but I still this, the whole thing with this movie is obviously it was it was originally meant to be a Christian uh, Christine Jorgensen biopic uh, but uh you know they couldn't get the rights to uh, you know the story and uh you know then edward came on and basically wrote his own script and then the producer just went this is meant to be a sex change picture there's got to be a sex change in it and so the mm-hmm. entire second half was bolted onto it basically yeah oh what you mean the, <laughs> the eight minute uh alan fucking section yeah. that just happens at the end <laughs> Yeah, I actually do like that. Um, I just think the framing of I it's bad. He, Basically, yeah. what me. we're referring Excuse to. Excuse me, Jack. I think you'll find that's Anne. Sorry, it is Anne. I mean, the Fucking film wouldn't have you believe that. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, but as Robin said, the film really leads you down a fucking windy road of, wait. Mm. What's what? What way are hey, you framing only this? Only a poor workman yeah. Especially his because. Tools. I didn't make the fucking movie. Yeah, this film this film was made by a bunch of tools, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, basically, the ending we're talking about is... The whole film seems quite progressive up to a point. But then at the end, the bombshell is dropped that... Now, it's confu- the way it's told is very confusing and very roundabout. But that's also just a trademark of Edward's dialogue. Mm. Um, basically, what we're led to believe is every trans case is different. But the only two examples were given is somebody who actually just enjoys cross-dressing um, and who got that want to cross-dress off a lack of love of his parents. So he manifested uh, the love he wanted from his parents into a physical person called Glenda, who he then needs to put the like the identity of Glenda into his spouse so he can let go and stop cross-dressing, which is ridiculous, obviously. Yeah, yeah he um, just needs to marry then... his mother. I'm sure Freud would be proud. <laughs> but, so that's option one, is that you get, you, there's no sex change involved, you're not a woman, it's more so just, um, you've created a second person that you need to manifest into a person that already exists and then you're cured, which is weird. Um... And it's strange as well, considering that obviously that was not Edward's case, considering he just liked it. Um, then the only other option is somebody who's called a pseudo hermaphrodite, which I've, I forgot to look up if that's a real thing. I think it, um, it is. I'm not sure if that's the term still used. I think um, nowadays it's uh, intersex might be a, the more kind of generally accepted term for it, which is like if you're obviously there's the possibility of having. Uh, semi-developed organs of either sex uh, but I think it's more so to do with your the makeup of your chromosomes so there's like XO and there's XXY and there's different variations of it that's my understanding well, of it we anyway. all know Bill Nye famously said uh, chromosomes are bullshit and nobody cares <laughs> He did say that, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, Jack, you were talking about being intersex. Yeah, I was just kind of giving the <laughs> lowdown of what it is. Uh, mm. At least I, I think that's the term used for pseudo-hermaphroditism, as it's called in this film. Uh, yes. I could be completely yeah, wrong. So if anyone wants to correct me on that, feel free. We want to learn. 
Um, but yeah, so the other option, other than just manifesting your transness into another person and then getting rid of that person later, which is ridiculous, um, <laughs> the other option is that you are pseudohermaphrodite and have genitals of both uh, a traditional female and male. Um, so that you're already both genders and the doctor, you just pick one and the doctor gets rid of the other one. Um, and they are the only two options. As I gather, See, that is it, this is where it's confusing because but usually what happens Sorry? is that they as I gather that is a genuine medical phenomena but what usually happens is oh yeah but you get assigned one at birth I, I don't understand how that's picked I guess it's just arbitrary yeah no I mean I understand it's it's a it's a real thing I'm not I'm definitely not ex- um saying anything bad about that i just think it's ridiculous that they are the only two options that for transit <laughs> but this is what's confusing is that the psychiatrist concept by the way the whole film is framed around a policeman having a conversation with a psychiatrist which i think is a nice no, 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 framing no, no, no. device the, the whole policeman. film is framed around bella lugosi <laughs> well true he's telling a story of a psychiatrist telling a story to a policeman who's just witnessed the suicide of a trans woman and he wants to understand which i think is actually a nice framing there's device. also like um, the nightmare which did like the psychologist know everything about that nightmare like i well, i'm not even going to go into he, that he, really he probably i don't know in one of their meetings uh, and <laughs> probably just, uh, I had a Tell me about your. I had a four AM nightmare. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're basically the only two options. But that's what's confusing about it. The psychiatrist says, "Now there's so many cases, and every case is different. But these are the two options. But every case is different. But these are the only two options." Yeah. So it's very strange to kind of pick up what they're trying to say there. It's very, very. It's it's fumbled, is what it is. Mm, like that's what. With it. Yeah. I just kind of bring that I just kind of boil that down to it was the 50s, they were just genuinely ignorant Yeah, but like everything up to that point seems so progressive and that instantly just like, it's like, wait, hold on we're getting rid. this is that I think that's the thing that dates it the most is that like tidbit there of like oh well it's actually an absence of a mother's love and like no, that's that's what dates it everything else I think is so forward thinking you gotta give them, like they tried Oh, like, definitely. Like that's the thing. I think I don't think this film is bad, and it's in its morals or politics. I think for the time, it's perfectly fine. I just like it's literally just that it's boring. Is the reason that I gave it two stars. <laughs> yeah, I, um, as, as I said to to Jack earlier, this isn't a film I think I would ever recommend, but it is a film I will commend. Yeah, definitely. I do have two other notes about things I kind of liked in its portrayal. Um, one of them is that conversation I was talking about earlier about the man asking, like, do you realize what would happen if every man got sex change with her? Um, that conversation goes to, to a place where the man who says that gets, like, suspicious of the person he's talking to. He says, like, you seem very, like, pro this. And the other guy's yeah. like, oh, no, like, I just think it's cool. I just think it's interesting. Whatever. Anyway, um, it's framed that they're talking after work. So one the guy who's, like, being kind of, you know questioning him um leaves and is like oh I'll see you tomorrow joe or whatever and then we hear we get like a bolt of lightning kind of a sound effect and then a woman's voice replies yeah um and you know she sounds very bubbly and she's like oh i'll see you tomorrow like as if like it's kind of this um i don't know as if there's like this kind of like uh snarkiness to it a little bit like it's a bit cheeky like oh I'll see you tomorrow like as if like oh he doesn't know or something yeah. um which I kind of I, I like for some reason I don't really know why <laughs> I just I thought that was like nice in a way yeah, um, I suppose it it's like um I suppose at least by 50 standards it, it part of the aim of the film I feel was to be like hey this is a thing that happens and it could be anyone and that's okay like even hmm. there's a line I think uh, it's uh, what is it? it's like uh, the hundreds upon thousands of uh, Glendas across the nation face a similar problem yeah. it's like yeah definitely it's like, there's so, many like, Glens, it's so many Glendas so many Glendas it's not this fucking rare thing like it's like these are regular people that you have definitely met it's hmm. just due to circumstances they can't be you know who they really are yeah, and then there's that whole great uh, fucking um, comparison of like, oh, well, you know, if we were supposed to fly, we'd have wings. And oh, like, if we were supposed to drive, we'd be born with wheels. And, you know, saying that sometimes nature can make mistakes. We see it every day. So why is this yeah. any different, you know? Yeah. And it, the film basically calls out 
like thinking for the time he's like oh yeah well i mean it was perfectly acceptable to see planes fucking weird a few years ago but now we fly every day and like i think that's such a cool interesting point to make of like yes things are dated things seem backwards when you look at them in the past and so i think the film is almost even acknowledging the fact that this won't be accurate years later because just like oh well things seem weird when you look back to their inception and reactions to them um, which I thought was an amazing point. I thought that, and it was so well handled as well. Yeah. The stock footage actually really works there as well when it's showing like stock footage of like farmers like staring at the camera and it shows like pictures of like videos about airplanes and yeah. like you know, motor vehicles and stuff. I thought that was so well handled. I thought it was really interesting, really good like filmmaking. Um, but yeah, um, my final thing of just like things that I just think were really like well handled is the um, near the end, I think the police officer says something like, they should uh, get like psychiatric help or something. And the narrator says like, oh, well, sorry, one of the four narrators <laughs> comes in with, um, you know, they don't want to see a psychiatrist because like, um, I can't remember the quote, but what I have written now is like, they don't want to see a psychiatrist as they don't want to lose the feelings they get from these quote, strange desires. Uh, they don't want to be fixed. And the horrific secretive aspect of it is worth the, the euphoria of presenting how they'd like to. So like, it's not even a thing of like, these people are like, oh, I need to be fixed. I need help. It's like, no, they really like this and it's their life. It's, it's themselves. It's yeah. who they are. And they want that and they want to explore it. The, so what I love about the movie is it doesn't demonize these people it constantly demonize demonizes the like society around them it's like no this is normal this is completely fine these people are completely human it's everyone else that's making their lives horrible and then jack also you said in your letterbox review of um glenn's friend who he confides in john you know his his wife comes home early and sees him cross-dressing and leaves him and it's like that's framed as really upsetting like a sad like it's not told like for laughs or anything yeah, it's no a, it's, it's like like genuinely heartbreaking story genuinely made me cry like i was uh where was i i was in the kitchen watching that bit because i kind of uh i had to move around the house while watching it so i had, I had to pause a few bits but uh I, I was just sat in the kitchen that scene came on and i fucking burst into tears <laughs> it's it's so yeah like it's so really upsetting and it's elevated even more because the framing device of him telling him that is well her telling her that sorry the pronouns are annoying because the film calls everyone yeah. he it's okay um, we got you but um the premise of that conversation is glenn glenda asking uh or asking for advice on how to tell his spouse mm. which makes it even more heartbreaking because like the only person he can turn to is somebody who's in, been in that same situation and have it turn out horribly yeah so like that just makes it even more upsetting and the film frames it as it upsetting but that's what i like about the film is that it never really plays anything for laughs it's either the two kind of moods of the film are this is horrifying not that the people are horrifying but the society around them and the implications is horrifying and that's where the horror comes from because it is a horror movie i guess in some ways but then the other point is that it's actually just this really really sad psa (laughs) (laughs) it is a very sad psa the world's saddest psa i'd honestly say so (laughs) anyway uh i i we're on a bit of a tight schedule so i'd say we'd best be uh scooting on to the Patreon since we don't have any mailbag this week that's yeah. fair enough it's probably uh, a good place to leave it anyway yeah I think yeah. overall commendable film even com- if it's not very good <laughs> yeah commendable film that is not not particularly uh, not a particularly gripping watch but uh, some good bits some good stuff in there for sure like I definitely I would say for definitely. those of you interested in like a history of lgbtq plus cinema or just like campy b movies or that sort of thing i'd say it's definitely interesting enough to warrant at least one watch yeah i'm gonna rewatch it i think at some point in the next week to be honest because i haven't stopped thinking about it since the first time uh, so yeah i i know you said you wouldn't recommend it i actually think i would to some degree just to show how far we've come like it is unfortunate that some of the bigotry shown in the film still exists in certain Mm -hmm. circles of people like that is beyond upsetting even i'm reading a book at the moment called boy erased which is about an uh, an author whose name i can't remember for the life of me off the top of my head but he was sent to gay conversion therapy in uh 2004 
Like I thought the book was way older than it actually is, but like it's like 2004 like that is within our lifetimes he was sent to an institution where he was told he was going to be cured of homosexuality and he was there with like trans people as well and bisexual people like you know the full rainbow were in this fucking facility which is just so upsetting so for a film that came out what 60 years ago more more than like, incre- like, like, genuinely quite incredible, but it's just not very good. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. If it was, a- if it was in any way entertaining, my rating would be higher. But it's just boring. There's just so many stretches that are just meaningless and very annoying to watch and sit through. I also thought that, like, you know, the way when sorry, I know we're on schedule, but you know when it's flipping between the picture of Bella Lugosi's like stern face and then. <laughs> Um, it's swapping back between that and like women undressing. I yeah. thought Ed was doing his own, like you know that Alfred Hitchcock thing where he's like staring at like a, a woman and her like child or something at a picnic or something, and yeah, yeah. he has like he has like a smirk and it's like oh a good guy, and that shows like him looking at a woman sort of sunbathing. It's the same clip, but it's like bad guy. I thought yeah. he was doing that because it's the same clip of Belgosi over and over and over. <laughs> so I was like, is he trying to do that? But no, it's all women undressing, and yeah. that's bondage for some reason. <laughs> Which anyway, I don't get. Anyways. Patreons. Uh, do we do we have musical accompaniment? We sure do. Oh, yeah. uh, our first patron is Adam Redmond. Mrs. H. Our second patron is Mrs. H. Adam Redmond. Our third patron is Jack Kavanaugh. Um. Our fourth patron is Andy Kinsella. Jack Kavanaugh. So. Yeah, you know the drill. You know how to get Andy your name here. Please go do it. Please, 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 please. Please. Oh. The music changed. I don't know why. Sorry. Um, no, I appreciate it. Farewell, folks. This has been a nice one. Cramping, check. Abdominal pain, check. Bloating, check. Gas, check. <laughs> Diarrhea or constipation or both, check. And last, last but not least, depression. <laughs> I have all of these. This sucks. I'm depressed and my tummy hurts. <laughs> Hello. Hi. What are you saying? Welcome. I th- <laughs> what? <laughs>